0: Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to episode 2 of You Play A What. I had lots of fun interviewing my guests for this episode. Time just flew by and before we knew it, we had to wrap things up. She is a highly sought-after performer and educator. She has won numerous solo prizes and I am fortunate to be of her acquaintance since many years ago. So join us as we reminisce on our younger days our strange rivalry, and her path from classroom teacher to full-time performer. Oh yes, she is none other than Yvonne Tay. So I hope you enjoy You Play A What with Yvonne. My guest today is no stranger to the spotlight. Apart from being awarded first prize in the National Chinese Music Competition in all junior, youth and open category, she also competed in several international competitions and has hardly finished out of the second place. She's currently one of the full-time musicians with Yi Music Company and above all, she has appeared in numerous morning talk shows and radio shows, which makes me slightly nervous when it comes to interviewing her. I hope by putting our recording slightly later in the evening would put her in a slightly better mood. Hi Yvonne, how are you doing today?
1: Hi Vincent, I'm good.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. yeah uh, maybe I should have bought you maybe like bubble tea or so.
1: Eh, hey, that would be <laughs> good, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Then maybe in a better, you'll be in a better mood for the next hour or so, right?
1: I drank one just now in the afternoon, actually.
0: <laughs> nice. And actually, I saw that you, during the time when the shops were not operating, you bought one of those bubble tea brewing kit, right?
1: Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's this, uh, actually I did it last night for today.
0: Oh, Also, uh, oh, you brew at home?
1: Yeah.
0: Ah, okay.
1: It's really a self DIY thing, but then it requires a, a lot of work, lah, because I have to boil the poles and everything.
0: Ah, okay. I see. Well, was it worth it yeah. though?
1: Well, knowing that I can get bubble tea so easily now outside, <laughs> I wouldn't have bought it.
0: So what what comes in a box? Like um, how many portions?
1: Actually quite a lot. Like even the, the, the quantity that they stated on top, I reduced it because I thought it was too much. Like even for the pearls, right? Because it's Li Ho Wan, So like the pearls that they gave was quite a lot. Like, they gave two, um, I think one kg of pulse. And then there's tea bags and then creamer.
0: I see. Yeah. What, so, one kg of pulse for how many cups? Or what, what, what did they intend?
1: By right, um, four cups is 500 gram, which I thought it was quite a lot.
0: I see. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I reduced to half of it. La. So, actually, um, I still have like one packet, like 500 gram left. Yeah.
0: Of post, is it? Yes. Yeah. So, so is that actually the part that you enjoy? The post or the yeah.
1: tea? I think at the end, I enjoyed the tea more because the pulse like... Maybe because I put overnight and I put it in the fridge. So it was hardened.
0: Ah, okay. So the, the yeah. texture is not very good now. Nah? Yes. I see. And I mean, obviously, you are a big fan of the drink, right? So <laughs> do you have like a go-to drink? For every yeah. single shop, or is it like you just buy that one drink for every shop, or does it change yeah. from different shops?
1: I change from different shop. So, like koi, I will usually drink the normal milk tea, okay, before, yeah. and tarot kill if there is.
0: Ah, okay,
1: <laughs> yeah, playmate, I'll go for chrysanthemum milk tea because it's like so good with pink cactus pearl.
0: Okay, I actually and- never had playmate before.
1: Oh my god, you should go try. Very nice. They are okay. known for the pearls actually.
0: Yeah, I I saw. So many different flavors, right? Yes. Yeah. But
1: the pink cactus is the nicest, like, I feel. Okay. Yeah. And mm. this Uh Oh, tea tea 3000. Ah, yeah. The Oolong, Dongding Oolong with cream is damn good. Mm, yes. Yeah, you should go try. Do you try?
0: Yes, yes. That's oh,
1: right.
0: <laughs> so, I think, you know why I ask you all these questions? So just right. in case any of your students are listening, right? If hey. they didn't practice, they can buy you a cup for the lesson.
1: Uh, but it's always me buying the, buying it for them, you know. Oh, is it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then end up, they still didn't practice, right? And then you're like, yeah. why am I doing this?
1: <laughs> just once. Uh, just once. The, every lesson, like when they have a bubble tea treat, right? They will practice very hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I mean, there might be already a little bit of hint in the introduction, Uh on what you play, but in the spirit mm-hmm. of the show, I, I have to ask you, if you could so kindly mm-hmm. tell us, what do you play, and for about how long? Uh,
1: I've actually, um, I'm actually playing the gu zheng, the Chinese traditional instrument, and I've been playing for, let me think, uh, 19 years.
0: 19 years. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, we'll be listening to you share about your musical journey. Uh, mm-hmm. later, so you can tell mm. us a little bit more uh, of how you started and all that kind of stuff. Okay. For now, correct me if I'm wrong, your work mm. revolves around mostly performing and teaching. Yep. Yeah, so we'll talk briefly about these two aspects of your work first, before we get into um, the different topics of the interview. Okay. So, we, we start on the performance side. So, obviously, you're a full-time musician with Ding Yi. Mm-hmm. So what what is the workload like for you and your schedule like with them?
1: Um, so basically we have work every Tuesday to Thursday morning and sometimes if required it will be there will be additional practices um on Monday or Friday or like at night. Yeah, and we usually have um if I'm not wrong two concerts a month with um, edu- outreach concerts. Mm. Yeah. So um, basically, we practice for concerts, definitely for performances. And if we don't have performances, um, we we'll usually have self-practice or we have um, workshops for us to improve on our own ensembleship skills.
0: I see. Yeah. Yeah. And this... Uh, work schedule like you said sometimes you have additional rehearsals when uh, the concert season is a little bit busier so yeah. uh, on a normal week you would rehearse in the day right
1: yeah correct in the morning until um, eh, too long already cannot remember 1pm <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so uh, say starting from what time 11 um, to 1 no, or?
1: 9, nine eh,
0: no 9.30 to 1pm 9.30 to 1pm okay that's nice. I think rehearsing yeah. in the day is nice. It's a uh, good good change of pace and yeah. extremely professional. I think,
2: mm.
0: yeah, because obviously, uh, I perform with a lot of uh, community and amateur groups, and we mm-hmm. have to rehearse in the evenings because oh yes. yeah yeah eighty percent of the members have like day jobs right, unlike yep. me, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so they have to uh, they can only come in say like you know seven o'clock and stuff like
1: that Uh, oh yeah true actually for us it's the same too because um my work as in E, those that are working in the morning as in for a fixed working hours is full-time like me Mm -hmm. but when we have part-timers involved we will usually if possible try to squeeze it in the morning but if cannot it will be at night
0: Ah, I see, okay, yeah,
1: when it's the full on Zomla with twenty people 18 people now, yeah, it will be
0: yeah, ah, okay mm. so um i I guess also with this situation now mm-hmm. that rehearsals are being caught off for a certain period of time, yeah, but uh, from the looks of the work that you've been doing, I don't think uh you have been taking a lot of rest as well, for sure, you are not <laughs> stoning and doing nothing yeah so with dingy they generate a lot of content online nowadays mm. so uh, you have a particular series that is uh Thingy with you yes yeah okay. which is um like a video series that brings um, the performance to the audience and yeah. features you and you guys feature the full-time musicians in the series right
1: uh yes mostly but um if we need to um involve the part time musicians we will we will ask them to help also.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So um yeah. So I came across this video, mm-hmm. which involved you, uh, playing yeah. together with the professor from the Shanghai Conservatory. Ah
1: yes, correct.
0: Yeah. So this uh duet thing. So I must yeah. say that your Chinese pronunciation in that video is really exemplary. <laughs> yeah, and I think our our beloved secondary school will be extremely proud of you.
1: <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> did, did I
1: can you... be proud of my Chinese, yeah.
0: Yeah. It, was, was it difficult for you to speak like that, like so uh, so properly?
1: No, like, I mean, English is harder for me than Chinese. but Okay. For so formally kind, right? I usually have to write it down mmri it. Ah, uh, I see.
0: Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah, you, you did do a pretty good job.
1: Thank you, and, thank
0: you. Yeah. And the also I, I watched the video all the way to the end. And mm-hmm. then there's also a little bit of speaking by, mm-hmm. by the Lao Yeah.
1: Correct.
0: And well, she has such a elegant voice.
1: Yeah. Very yeah. demure. Like.
0: A- exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, have you worked
0: like uh, you guys have worked closely together with her before? So I've seen like uh, a video clip.
1: Yes. So um, last time we used to have this great master series where we invite various masters for each instrument to come and perform with us. Mm-hmm. So she was actually um performing with us for one of the series, one of the one of the concert. Yeah, correct. So. Yeah, we actually collaborated before, and then um, there was once where she came to Singapore, and she actually also have a master class with Nafa students.
2: Mm, okay. And
1: I was there at that time. Yeah. So she, I, I did had I did went for her master class too.
0: I see, and and was she like yeah. the same the way she spoke during her lessons?
1: Yeah, I thought she was quite friendly. Yeah, as in like. Mm, I what I liked about her was she was very um patient and mm. she was friendly and totally don't have like those you know.
0: yeah the teacher
1: say yeah
0: okay yeah and almost almost yeah. like from from listening to her speak you get a little bit of that kind of feeling as well yeah
1: that correct. she's like
0: super um, patient and super nice so yeah
1: yeah so when like even for this time when i was communicating with her through wechat um actually we had to ask their permission whether they are they want to um collaborate with us to do this small video this video for the um 14 mm-hmm. and she just said yes without like hesitating yeah and some of like she's super busy at that period of time because um, the school was going on with their thesis debate. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so she actually fork out the time to record it for us. So, I was very happy and honoured.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And mm. then, a- apart from, from that video, okay, yeah. so I also want to uh, briefly mention three really fantastic videos that you posted. And for me, what I found really interesting is kind of the evolution of the production of the videos.
1: Oh, which one?
0: Um. <laughs> so, okay. Um. Let's start with the. Uh. Actually, maybe there might be four videos. Okay. So let's start with the the first one that I watched was, uh, with a collaboration with a singer. Yeah. Okay. So that was like a cover of I think Xiang Jian Ni.
1: Oh, okay, that singer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking which singer. She's actually our thingy admin.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of multi talented people in the organization.
1: Really? Yes.
0: Yeah, so uh, the video was fine, mm-hmm. but it was just kind of like grids, right? So the, the grids were changing, and then there were there were a little bit of changes here and there in the yeah. in the video. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely no problem with the quality of the music. And then you move on to the next video, which is the Netflix video
1: uh-huh,
0: and i I need to be honest with you, out of all the tunes that you guys played, I only recognize one
1: mine is it is it mine, please <laughs>
0: <laughs> Unfortunately not, I only can recognize we? money heist that's all
1: any you never watch
0: absolutely not the rest <laughs> of the shows, so yeah you can you can tell that, yeah, I watch a very kind of particular
1: okay genre
0: of <laughs> shows. Yeah. yeah, so already between these two videos, I think from the dates it was like maybe a week or two.
2: Mm,
1: right.
0: All of a sudden, the quality of the visuals are, are so much better, right? There's now like, uh, cinematics and effects fading yeah. in, fading out, and all that kind of stuff. also in mm. that video, I realized that you played two different instruments.
1: Same lah, I
0: I seen like two separate instruments, right? Ah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yes. Correct. Yeah.
0: So so yes, what was okay. the the difference?
1: um difference in key i see yeah because um guchang being a pentatonic scale instrument um we have to tune every single time we change the key um so like in very different from um the normal instruments like a hu uh-huh or pipa or whichever instrument once they if they need to change the key they actually shift their fingerings Mm. but for coaching wise we have to actually shift the bridges
0: oh okay
1: yeah so in order because um that 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 piece was actually from uh if i'm not wrong g major to the other key and it requires a um it requires a, ch- a very huge change in the key. So, um, but there's not enough time for me ah, to tune. Okay. Yeah. Hence, I have to put two kuchungs. I see. Yeah.
0: Okay. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, and uh, then, okay, to the next video, which is yep. then now the TikTok video. Yeah. And this was the best, right? This was absolute <laughs> best video.
1: Because we dance. Yes,
0: absolutely. <laughs> and I think... You probably took up like a third of the video or something like that, because uh, your because... yeah your dancing was like forty five seconds probably. Yeah,
1: I don't know why my friend gave me this. <laughs> and I th- had a hard time le- learning the dance, you know.
0: Yeah, but it, it did look pretty uh pretty good, and but it almost I- looks like you you know what you're doing.
1: Uh yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah. yeah, that one was like, it was it was going crazier, I, I, I must say. Like, our ideas from the start, like, actually all these videos started off just from me wanting to do something from the start of Circuit Breaker. I mm-hmm. was thinking like, yeah, very bought at home, two months, and that, at the time was one month. So I was thinking... Why not? I just like record something because at that point of time, I just finished watching the Itaewon class. Mm, okay. So my first video was actually by myself with um, different, um, different, how do you say, different parts. And then I put it together. And then, yeah. So after that video my friends were like, hey, let's do another one together. Le. And then that's why um the next video came out, which is the Siang Ni. Mm. Yeah, so that one was like, we were a bit like, we, we thought this piece was, this song was nice because it was quite famous at a point of time. Yeah. So we just like quickly do some arrangements and then record and it came out. And then after that... <laughs> One one of my um friend was saying, "Hey, let's shall we do a Netflix medley since like we are watching so many different Netflix shows now." Yeah. Then my friend like Punkok John, cause like he's the composer, mm-hmm. and then he actually took up the job to go and rearrange this Netflix medley for us, and then we are top, and then like wow, not bad ah. the 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 whole effect and quality come up.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, fantastic. Really good. Yeah.
1: We were actually quite shocked, like everything when everything was placed together. And actually one of them, Kenny. You mm-hmm. know Kenny, right? Yes. Yeah, he's actually like in China. So he actually recorded in China and sent over to us.
0: Oh, he he still is at the moment.
1: Yeah, because he's um he's with the Sucho Sim uh Chinese Orchestra ma. Ah, okay, so, I see. Yeah, he still have work going on there. That's why he, he he's not in Singapore. So like he was quite steady about this and then he recorded there and sent us back. Like, mm. Yeah. And then after Netflix badly we went crazier because Jonathan, the yeah. one that's doing the run, mm-hmm. uh, um, was hooked up on the TikTok. He was like saying, Hey, why not let's do a TikTok medley? Yeah. yeah. And that's why TikTok came out.
0: <laughs> I see. And, so, and there's a lot of commitment to do the TikTok video.
1: Yeah, I actually spent like whole day because like what I told you just now, recording is not easy with so many, so much noises going on
2: in yeah, the background. of course.
1: Yeah. So like, um, and I, we had to, um, we had to split up the days to do the recording for audio and video because we wanted to mix the audio together first before videoing. Mm. Yeah, so um, really a lot of challenges lah. Like because my 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 siblings are also like doing work, they are still working also at home, and then mm. like um I don't know why although there's no N D P already. There are helicopters uh-huh. flying.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So it's so difficult to record the the the, the audio. But yeah, so it took quite a while uh, for the TikTok one. Because it's got the dance movement also.
0: Mm, yeah, it's like recording yeah. at home. All of a sudden, you hear all these noises that you've never heard before.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right? Like suddenly, it became so obvious.
0: Yeah, and suddenly, you're, outside your house suddenly becomes like Jurong Bird Park. Uh. The birds yeah. just suddenly start chirping. Yes. And, oh my god, six, yeah.
1: plus, 6 plus PM, confirm. I cannot <laughs> record that by me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so how long do you take to learn all your done steps?
1: Uh, How long? Uh? Actually, I went to watch a tutorial uh, on how yeah. people like... Um, teach the 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 any song dance. Mm-hmm. So probably a few nights of maybe half an hour or so. Yeah, it's okay. still not perfect, la. Yeah, yeah.
0: And how, it, how many, how many takes hmm. do you do during the recording itself?
1: Wow, insane! Although it's like forty five <laughs> seconds. Yeah, I took one hour plus to video it. Oh, that's
0: that's actually not as bad as I imagined. I thought you would take up like much more I time know, than
1: that. A lot really because and somewhat because I'm wearing the the, the, the pullover. Yeah. It's so freaking hot.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I, there's a lot of takes la, but I think overall I took one, one hour plus for the dance recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. Fantastic. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love the TikTok video. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And then, okay, and the last video that you posted, which is the most recent one, uh, uh, yeah. at least at this point of us uh, talking, la, by the time mm. this episode is launched, maybe you already posted something newer. Uh, maybe. is <laughs> Yeah. It's one collaboration that you did with your students.
1: Yes. So, yeah, this one was actually just out of nowhere. Like, suddenly, actually, TikTok Mandy was my last. Because, like, I think by the time Circuit Breaker, oh, actually, I posted one. No. Okay. Uh, because I was getting lazy. <laughs> so there was like, I think one video that I I did from um de Yue Guang. Ah, okay. I, I think maybe after two or three videos, I started to feel like there's this thing in me, like maybe I should post one every week. Mm. Yeah. To, a big commitment
0: though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, but I thought it was quite, um. there's a sense of satisfaction when it come out. Uh.
0: Mm. Then,
1: um, this one, this video with my student is actually just, like, one day I just randomly thought, um, since I have nothing, like, whatever that I've done, I've already done, like, with dance also have, with my friends also have, and why not I do one with my students, since, like, throughout this circuit breaker, I only see them fire online, mm. yeah. Thought maybe I should make use of their last week, um, of school holiday to let them do something. So yeah, I was actually quite impromptu, and then like once I thought of it, I quickly message my students to see whether they are um, they they want to um join this thing. Yeah, so mm. well, to my surprise, I'm quite happy that all that I asked agreed to do it nice yeah so I, I i felt quite happy because um they actually churned out the video in like maybe just 5 days or less than that and some of them even memorized it so i was like feeling very happy about it yeah they actually ah. thought this was something very interesting and although um the the back part where we do the mixing and audio and video was like disaster but then like the efforts that they put in i i I felt very contented yeah
0: Mm. Mm. yeah and these were your private students
1: yeah so um mostly um are my private students but uh, you can say all of them are my private students but two of them are actually professionals um studying at Raffles music college
0: Ah, uh, I see.
1: Yeah, then the nice. rest are, yeah, just learning for fun. Go for things. Mm. yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think in that video as well, what, what was interesting is now all of a sudden there is different angles of your playing.
1: Oh, yes, correct. Right.
0: Yeah, so you, you've got a, a second view that is just focusing on your hand. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so how, actually, how do you do that? Do you have, just have two devices? How did you organize everything?
1: Actually I thought um it was better to video once through instead of um having two takes because um no matter what every time we play it will be different. Mm. So I thought of putting um taking one shot together So I actually placed one um phone because I have an um, extra phone. So mm-hmm. I I used one to take the 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 front view and then I actually put um another phone at the side. Yeah. Ah,
0: uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, like so, almost the same phone lah.
1: Uh yeah, iPhone. Ah uh, okay. Actually, my old phone lah, but I haven't sell it away. So yeah, I think yeah. it was a great use. Hmm. Yeah. So I was quite happy lah. I mean, um, it's quite. Once I because my room is not that big, so once mm. I place the kucheng out, right, the, 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 the space is very limited already. So um I was thankful that like I can actually place two phones to video at the same time. Although the walking space is like super small.
0: Yeah. Uh, mm. So you actually basically position two phones mm. and then just Started them and then just recorded like that. Yes,
1: correct. and
0: it it sync to sync together, no problem.
1: Yeah, no problem.
0: Wow, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, because this can be a nightmare. Yes. Right, yeah. like having cool. things from two angles and trying oh, yeah. to sing them together it's just like, yeah.
1: Correct, but I think looks still okay.
0: Hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that was good. Looks professional. Thank you. It's mm, good. Yeah. <laughs> So, if you're listening and if you're fascinated by all these videos that uh, we've just talked about, don't worry, you can find them uh, on Yvonne's Facebook page, which is YvonneTaeKooJeng and Mm. her Instagram page, which is YvonneTae, then a dot, then KooJeng. So, on both of the pages, uh, you'll be able to see all the videos that we just spoke about and give her a like, follow, and you'll be up to date with all the amazing content that she will produce and come up with um, in the future. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So uh, let's go back to this uh, last video that you did with your students, which segue really nicely into uh, your other side of work, which is teaching, right? Mm. Yeah. So uh, what is your scope of work when it comes to teaching at the moment?
1: Scope of work, basically private students and school teaching, CCA, school job and so on.
0: Yeah, you're teaching in other sort of like music schools and and stuff or is it just people contact you?
1: Uh, yeah, actually people contact me. Yeah, last time I used to do um uh, in music schools when I just graduated but um over the years because of like um school CCA sticking up the time and then plus um, I actually have a few private students already so I started to um, teach privately like not under a music school
0: mm, and, okay
1: yeah so they usually actually either come to my house for lessons or um, to thingy music company where I hold lessons there also
0: ah okay the, the rehearsal yeah. room basically yeah correct and is it okay for you to share like the number of students you have at the moment? Now, uh. yeah, <laughs> uh, a rough number.
1: I think the seventeen.
0: Seventeen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but nice. some
1: are like on, on and off one lah. Ah, I see. Yeah,
0: like you said, you're coaching also guzheng ensembles.
1: Mm, correct.
0: And. Yeah, at any point of time, were you involved in a Gujong ensemble growing up?
1: No leh. <laughs> um. Wait, let me think. The only time when I was involved was actually when I was in Nafa studying, but that is mm. only when I went back for degree. If I'm not wrong. Ah. Think. Okay. Yeah. If or if not, it's like diploma last year, correct?
0: Mm, when there were actually enough. Uh, Kuchang players yeah, in correct. the school. Uh.
1: Yeah. If uh, not, other than that, no. Even for secondary school, I was in Chinese orchestra. Okay, sure. Yeah, like at that point of time, there was no, the and ensemble haven't really come up. I see. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And moving on to uh, secondary school and oh. for, for those of you who do not know, Yvonne and I go a long way back.
2: Yes. Super uh, yeah, long.
0: because we, <laughs> yeah, we actually graduated from the same secondary school. Yeah, but yeah. I believe uh, we were one year apart. Yeah, correct. But then after that, I went to Nafa, and you also went to Nafa.
1: Yeah, and then right? we we're like, "Hey, how come this person so familiar?"
0: <laughs> yeah, but the the thing is, I've never spoken a single word to you.
1: Yeah, same. Back I in have...
0: secondary school. Correct. Right. I yeah, think and mm.
1: that time maybe because like, firstly, it was one year apart, and then because you were in band, I was in Chinese orchestra.
0: Yeah, there's just kind of weird rivalry between yeah. the Anyway, right? It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's a little bit tense. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, and and to be honest, um, actually, when when you uh join the school, mm. did you were you already in Ishun? I was. Like, uh, were you was the school already in Ishun, or do you have to go to Sambawang still?
1: Uh no, I went to, to Sambawang side first.
0: Uh for how long?
1: I think half a year when I was side one. So, Uh, we moved moved in June, right? Or something like that, I remember. Yeah,
0: I think so. Yes.
1: So, half year in Sambang.
0: Yeah. So, you know, my my entire uh, secondary one was in the afternoon session.
1: Oh my god, so shock.
0: Is it? Really?
1: Can't sleep, uh. (laughs) but...
0: Yeah. Yeah, but my entire... I think we were like the only school that was having classes in the afternoon.
1: Oh. Yeah. Is it called that primary school like going on in the morning,
0: and oh. there was another secondary school that was taking oh, up the morning okay. session, okay, yeah,
1: okay. That sounds familiar,
0: yeah, so so it was Riverside and oh, Chongchanging yeah. both both sharing the same school, right, but yes. Riverside left, yeah Study earlier, mm. yeah, and then they also bought away like their fantastic canteen vendors, oh, is it, yeah, after that, when it was my second year, which okay. is your first year we went back and then the canteen was completely different and I was so disappointed.
1: <laughs> no, no, no more nice
0: <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So, actually, I would say that this kind of weird rivalry between the band and the Chinese Orchestra in, in Chongqing, mm. I think it only kind of started after you came in. Not saying that you started the whole thing. No. <laughs> but I think that was the start where I think they also hired a new conductor for the uh, Chinese, Chinese Orchestra.
1: Conductor? Yes, correct. I think yeah. so.
0: That that was maybe in your first year or second year?
1: First year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So they got like Zhao Rosu in, right?
1: Yeah, correct.
0: Yeah, which I believe is probably one of the best decisions they made. La.
1: Yeah. He's still there now, you know.
0: Yeah. And obviously for good reasons. Yeah, yeah. He's doing a good job over yeah. there. And having someone like you who have played the Kucheng for already got knows how many years before coming into secondary school?
1: <laughs> no, I did nothing.
0: <laughs> you did? <laughs> sure, of course you did nothing. I actually, I saved them. <laughs> you, you saved the, the orchestra?
1: Yeah, I think so. Because when I went in that time, I actually went into Chinese orchestra earlier than the rest. Like, I don't know how they know that... Um I played a gu Cheng and at that point of time I I I came back because before that I was in Beijing. So um like my only my primary five and primary six I was in Singapore and then um primary six I went for a competition and I won. Then I think I don't know who told the Chongqing and then they actually asked me to go um for practices earlier. Because that year was SYF and they needed Gujeng.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Yeah, that's why. So I was like quite familiar before Um, the rest came in.
0: I see, okay. Mm.
1: Not like, safe lah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so actually, and, and then after that, I think the gulf between the band and the CEO started happening.
1: Yeah, from then.
0: Yeah, and then that was like, after that, there was not really any more... Uh, competition because the CO I think up till now is still fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then for the band for a few years we were sort of like just a little bit jealous. Be- oh. Because we don't even have our own like band room.
1: Oh okay. Yeah.
0: We well, just rehearsed in the hall. Mm-mm. Yeah. So where do you where do you guys have a room for rehearsals?
1: Yeah, we have the 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 third floor. Third floor there's actually this um combined classroom that they made into a CO room.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's nice, you know, at least there's a a room, right?
1: Yeah. Fortunately. I think maybe because we are a Chinese school in a way, you know?
0: Yeah. It, it yeah, it, it definitely. And it aligns. Yeah. Right. So yeah. and then on top of that, I mean credit must be given. You guys were doing well. So mm-hmm. sure. Right, Chinese school, and then the Chinese orchestra is doing well. Of course, we're gonna lend our support to the group. Yeah, which is yeah, perfectly understandable. <laughs> yeah.
1: Why do I sound like? Why do I so, um like feel a sense of jealousy in this?
0: It's always going to be there, right? So <laughs> oh, no. yeah, no, no, <laughs> <I> <laughs> no, no it's okay. Please. Yeah, but actually, what I also realized when when I was uh, preparing for this interview mm. is there's actually quite a number of Chongqing Yishun alumni that is actually. Yes. Doing music and pursuing a music career now mm, in correct. Singapore. Yeah. Which I thought is pretty cool, both in the Chinese and Western music scene. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about like 50 or 100, but you know, I think it's a
1: good, you number. Know, you
0: know, just
1: Dingy music company. We have four from Chongqing. Amazing. Yeah. So it's like, I was quite surprised. And then, like, so many of you, when I went to Nafa, hey, Chongqing, hey, Chongqing. Mm. Yeah. So very good.
0: Huh? Was cool. yeah, but it's, but it's, got, it's sort of like dried up now. Yeah. Yeah. I think Quite that the, perhaps the, the talent has evaporated since <laughs> the time we left.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. No,
0: <laughs> yeah. So now you've mentioned something that's really interesting that I've never heard you talk about which is that you spent time in China before coming back to Singapore. So now would you share with us like your musical journey and your career developments over the years?
1: Okay, so, well, it goes a long way back. So, basically, because my father is civil servant, so um, he was actually posted to Beijing to um, work when I was in the end of primary two. So, um, from then, I, I I actually stayed in Beijing for three years. And because um, being in China, you know, the the, the founding of Chinese music uh, mm-hmm. and that my parents actually love Chinese music. So they actually asked me, my brother and my sister to choose one instrument each to learn. Yeah. Mm. So at that point of time, um, there was this very popular TV drama going on.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, which is Huan Chu Ke Ke.
0: <laughs> oh yes, yes.
1: Yeah, so um, there was one scene where Zi Wei was blind and then playing the guzheng. So I was thinking like, wow, so beautiful this guzheng, as in this instrument. That at that point mm-hmm. of time, I don't think I know that instrument name. Yeah, then I told my parents that I actually wanted to learn this instrument. So um actually started the my music journey, musical journey there. Um, mm. I went to their so-called CC to start learning. Yeah. Okay. Then, so, it's
0: like a group class kind of thing.
1: Yeah, correct. So, okay. um, but I think it's quite common there. That's why I would say like it's like their CC. So, after that, um, I continued learning. And then until halfway through P5, I came back. And then um, I wanted to continue learning. So I ended up going to NAFA School of Young Talent to, mm. to, to learn under my teacher um, now. Yeah, so actually from, um, from the time when I came back to Singapore until now, I learned from um, Madam Chin, Ing Chin Lao Laoshi. Yeah, mm. then um so I continue and I think maybe because um I was in the program and they will push students to go for competitions, which is why um I ended up going to um going for competitions. Yeah, at P six I think at a point, 2004. Yeah, correct. Then, mm-hmm. um after that. P six entered. Um, I went on to Chongqing, and because of, if I'm not wrong, because at a point of time, SYCO Singapore Youth Chinese Orchestra, which is now the Singapore National Youth Chinese Orchestra, they just established and they were recruiting for more um young musicians to join them. So, um, because I, I, I got first at that point of time and they actually um, invited me to join them.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. you don't even have to audition, right? It's just like, yeah. Eh, no, okay. I think That's I have. That's nice.
1: No, no, I think I have. I think I have.
0: Oh, uh, uh, did you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not so good, life or,
0: or is everybody else supposed to know that you auditioned?
1: No, I really had so... <laughs> one. I remember receiving steps yeah. and the side reading thing. Yeah, so uh, okay. yeah.
2: um,
1: I I I have been in SYCO then, and it started. I think from then it started my musical journey, like legitly. Because before that, I was all um doing solo, playing solos, and um only after I get into Chongqing and getting into SYCO, I got to um be exposed to orchestras yeah mm, okay. more friends definitely yeah mm. so um at the end of sec four i actually wanted to go to china to study straight away for music at that point of time mm. i thought to myself like um maybe music is something that i want to go into yeah but i think for various reasons and because like China everything is in Chinese so um it might be a bit difficult for me to handle when at at the age of 16 la. Mm. so eventually um I went to Nafa but I didn't go for um music in performing I went for music in teaching <laughs> which is basically why I was previously a MOE teacher la. yeah mm. and, um after that, I went to where NIE for one year and then went on to um, teach in um, secondary schools, general music programs, as in music lessons, as a music teacher for two years
2: mm-hmm.
1: before I decided to go mm-hmm. back to NAFA to continue my degree. Yeah, and okay. while studying, Degree, actually, I already had the thought of quitting MOE. <laughs> yeah, so mm. um, at the end of um, my two years in NAFA degree, I I quit MOE and joined Dingy music company. Yeah, until now.
0: Yeah, so you left MOE at the moment you finish your degree? Yes, correct. So, uh, okay, that, there's a lot to uh, kind of unwrap here. <laughs> now i'm I'm quite curious so you spent like what two and a half years three years in china
1: uh yeah two and a half years yeah about there
0: how was it like just generally studying there and living there i mean you're quite young back then i don't know if you felt anything but looking back how was the experience
1: it was very shock. it's like because <laughs> Um, I was studying in international School of Singapore, so like um, uh, yeah. yeah the the whole whole atmosphere whole environment there it's very different. Of course, if I was to study in if I was to study in Chinese um school, I think the pressure mm. will be a lot. but um being in an international school, I don't remember having exams. Wow. Is, yeah, like super show, like very fun. And then like Yeah, that's
0: and, not very Singaporean.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that's why when I came back I had difficulties. La. Like I need that's why I need to go for tuition.
0: <laughs> ah, okay.
1: Yeah, and yeah. yeah, so that two and a half years, three years there was quite enjoyable. Like it was mm-hmm. more of like a um a very long vacation for me. Nice. Yeah. I had fun there.
0: So, did you know that you were going there for that period of time? Or I... was it also kind of a shock when you had to... Or not a shock, but um, like you got a quite a late notice, like maybe six months and then you have to come back here.
1: Um, I think I sort of know that I will be there for two and a half to three years time. And... Um, because for two and a half to three years, there are a lot of things to pack, I guess. Actually, I can't remember very clearly, but um, I remember we spent quite some time packing and I know like, oh, okay, so it's time for us to go back to Singapore already. Lah. Yeah.
0: Mm, okay.
1: At that point of time, maybe because I'm in primary school, so I can't really remember how I felt, but in... Also because after I came back, I went back to the same primary school that I had um that I was in in primary one and two. So it was not quite um unfamiliar for me. Mm, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and how did your friends react to seeing you again?
1: It's like, oh hi, you're back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You look familiar but a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And then, during your time with the uh, Youth Chinese Orchestra, mm. what was the kind of deal that you had there? So, obviously, with the uh, Youth Orchestra, the mm. SNYO, yeah. you get like lessons paid for, you get uh, overseas trips, and you get a couple of concerts a year. Was it kind of the same thing for the uh, Youth Chinese Orchestra?
1: um for now it's the same but back then then I was uh, when I just joined um we didn't have all these um opportunities i would say like um we do have a certain number of concerts every year for overseas wise um we didn't have that much as compared to what they have now and mm, okay. even for the 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 lessons for the tuition... Is it under tuition grant? I can't remember. Like, paid, by, paid for by MOE. La. Yeah. Uh, it only happened uh, when I was in NAFA. Or oh, okay. Or maybe even the last year as in when I was in SEC4. So actually, I remember I didn't really touch on the MOE thing because I was in NAFA. Because they don't allow us to... Um,
0: claim double
1: basically correct they don't Ah, okay yep Mm. so i think i guess kids nowadays are more fortunate like last Mm. year i see them going overseas for two or three times it's like quite nice but of course we do have um opportunities to um work with um seo musicians yeah. Mm. And we also get to audition for concertos with them. If ah. for like the mid year and end of year concerts.
0: Nice. Yeah. And the the two organizations are very close to each other, right? The Youth yeah. Chinese Orchestra and the Singapore Chinese Orchestra.
1: Yeah, it's actually under SEO. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which was which for the um Western Orchestra. Mm-hmm. It was under MOE for a number of years and they've recently only now parked it under uh Singapore Symphony. Oh, I see,
1: I see. Yes. I know
0: that. Yeah. So now they, they share like this building together uh, mm-hmm. for, for the office and the rehearsals and, and stuff.
1: Okay. Uh, not
0: with the SSO but they, the office and the rehearsals uh, venue for the SMYO is at the mm-hmm. same place.
1: Uh, similar yeah. to SEO.
0: mm Yeah. Which is good. I think, yeah, you build that kind of relationship. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, with the young musicians, with the professionals at a very young age. Mm. And then that working relationship can go much further yeah. in the future. Okay, so now, looking forward then, this is one of the questions that I've always wanted to ask you. Mm. So, um, obviously, um, there's no doubt in your ability that you can just enter a performance course. Or... Do your studies in China or or wherever you want, really? But you chose to do the MOE course. Mm. Um, was what was the kind of reasoning behind it?
1: Uh, actually, it's because my dad, um, being a civil servant, um, mm-hmm. wants stable stability. Yeah, yeah. So, um, he was afraid that um. Studying music as a professional, uh, as a profession, um, you might not earn as much as a stable job. Having a stable mm. job, hence, um, he didn't allow me to take up the course for music in performance. But I see. Yeah, because music at music in teaching in teaching, you can actually get to go to Nafa still. You can get to study music. It's just that at the end of the there you have to serve your 5 years bond with MOE. Mm. Yeah.
0: Did it affect your decision to not go to China as well?
1: Um, no, actually China came in first. Came first. Before mm. having this option for NAFA. Because um, we thought um, it would be better to go straight to China. Because um, in order to uh if i'm not wrong china to in order to get a degree you just need 4 years like mm. diploma and and degree yeah okay and then i mean um if you go china the the focus can be there also like as compared to NAFA as in or even in singapore like cuz they are i mean after all, Kucheng comes from there yeah they have a stronger um, how do you say foundation
0: mm, so, definitely,
1: yeah, so, but after that, um, after many, many reasons, because like firstly, it's because I'm only sixteen years old, mm. I guess my parents were not um um feeling um,
0: comfortable la, to let yeah. you go at such a young age, right
1: yeah, correct, and because mm. everything in theory was in Chinese. And there might be a difficulty coping it, hence we abort the idea and went to Nafa instead.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm. And at what point? Uh, obviously, we uh, you've shared with us that you left MOE mm. after your degree studies. Yeah. So um, w- what made you have that idea that? Perhaps this is not for me.
1: Um actually all along I even like in studying while studying in NAFA for my diploma in music teaching, I hated it in a sense like I know I wanted to perform. Mm. Yeah. And I told myself no matter what, I will break bond. <laughs> like Oh, okay. Yeah. So, at
0: the initial stages, la.
1: yeah, correct. Okay, and after that, it's only until when I started teaching. Um, I mean, I do enjoy teaching, like, there's joy that I can get from when I'm teaching, also, but it's just that, um, it's very different from performing because, um even for teaching wise, you are not solely teaching music. You also have to do the admin. You has you mm. also have to be in charge of CCAs. Yeah. Yes. And at that point of time, um, I was actually playing with Dingy already. And uh that point of time they were actually moving towards full-time, having full-time musicians. And because they are um Rehearsals was mostly were mostly in the morning. And I actually felt um as in for full-time lab but part-time it was still at night. And I felt kind of tired. Like after a long day in school, I go for rehearsals at night. Yeah, I do enjoy having rehearsals, playing with other friends, but I felt like a, a bit tired and I don't have my my, my own time to practice my kucheng that much.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Because so, it's just basically the whole day, right? You start yeah. working before you see the sun, you okay. reach home Correct. and you don't see the sun. It's just like, yeah, where's all the time gone?
1: Yeah, and the, most of the time you are actually dealing with parents or doing admin stuff. Yeah, mm. which takes up more time than you teaching Music or like doing lesson plans, you know, and I thought to myself, like, as much as I love teaching, I miss performing, yeah, so um, I actually had 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 difficulties like um persuading my parents to let me break porn.
0: Mm, yeah, because i I bet they would tell you, why don't you just finish the bond and then you yeah. just go and do whatever you want,
1: yeah, precisely, what they say.
0: That's the more sort of like. um, uh, Yeah. um, uh, Yeah. I mean, logical in a sense. Yeah, logical,
1: logical. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, But I guess, you know, only you know this sort of like dilemma that you are facing, Mm, right? right. And it's not something that you've developed over the last two months. You know, you speak about how you've had this idea since the start of the studies, which is absolutely crazy. Yeah. I would imagine that you have like jumped off the ship a little bit sooner
1: <laughs> well thankfully like in Nafa I still have um, um, chances to perform la. and my teacher mm. always say you should just swap like with your, the other friend like like one of my friends she was also in Nafa playing Cheng.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah then she, my, my teacher will always say you should be in performing and she should be in teaching you all too should swap <laughs> Yeah, so, well, I guess...
0: Um, yeah, it all worked out in the end, right? Yeah. So that's the most important thing. Yeah. And I think on top of that, even though you were on the music education course, mm. when you were in Nafa, the lineup of Chinese instrumentalists is absolutely insane. And these the students. I'm not talking about the, the teachers. Teachers yeah. are great, of course. But so many fantastic Chinese musicians uh, are Chinese instrumentalists. Yeah. Uh, when I was studying in Nafa, anyway.
1: Yeah, I, I would say that was the prime time.
0: <laughs> yeah, everyone is just like playing at such a high level. Correct. Mm, okay. Then once, once again, then I, I developed this like weird inferior complex, right? Then now from, from Yvonne being in CO in secondary hey. school. Now Yvonne.
1: <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. Yeah, but it, it is really, really fantastic. The level of playing is so high. And oh. all of them are now actually doing pretty good things. Uh, like yourself employed with Ting uh, Yi. A
1: mm. couple
0: of them playing uh, with SCO. Yep,
1: correct.
0: Life doesn't really get much better than that, I think.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: So now, last bit about uh, your musical career. Mm. So you did that 2 years degree yeah. in NAFA. Yep. And of course, that course is a collaboration between um, NAFA and uh, Royal College of Music. So, did you actually bring your instrument over to London during the exchange?
1: Oh, our exchange is, was actually in China. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So, um, it's not in um, London,
0: actually. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's the funniest part. Like, why it's under Royal College of Music, but our exchange is in China. I mean, obviously, it should be in China. Yeah. Because yeah if we go to London, who are we going to learn from, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly what I was thinking.
1: <laughs> so, you yeah.
0: teach them, not they teach you, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then, um. so, our, our exchange, exchange was in China. Yeah. And, well, I did have a chance to go to London to perform. Hey, were you mm. there? When I went no. to, uh, you were In the UK? Yeah.
0: I don't think so.
1: Oh, okay, which means it's, yeah. yeah, the rest of them because um I think after before I graduated or after I graduate um Nafa actually invited me to go RCM for recital. So mm. I actually like 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 ship over the as in not ship over like brought my kucheng there for solo recital. Nice. Yeah, so it was actually quite fun.
0: Yeah, and what what's the logistic behind bringing like a Cheng up a plane?
1: <laughs> we cannot bring up the plane. I mean, yeah, we have to go under the, in the cargo But um, mm. we do actually have a hard hard case. Okay. Yeah, and um, for me, because to prevent any um, any in accidents, I would take up I will take up all the bridges first, because if um anything hit onto the cushion, the bridge will actually cause an impact on the surface of the board, the surface of the cushion. Yeah, so for me, um, I will remove all the bridges. I will put a lot of the bubbles. What's that called? <laughs> so the bubble wrap. Yeah, the bubble wrap, yes. Yeah. Um, I will stuff stuff it um within the hard case. Yeah. Mm. Then... I I I would say it's a very big um work la, big production because you have gucheng stands also. Ah uh, okay. Yeah, so it's actually two parts, and actually some of the um airlines don't even allow us to um uh fly, isn't bring gucheng um. Up. Really. Yeah, so you just, Why? Uh, I think cost is too long. Like really? it's even longer than all the, you know, the golf...
0: Um, surfboard? Longer than a surfboard?
1: How tall how, how, how is a surfboard?
0: <laughs> I have no idea, but...
1: Like, my coach is taller than me. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe because... It, uh, yeah, I also don't know what's their logic, but thankfully, SQ allows. La.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, what was your... Your worst experience travelling with the instrument? Have you got like really like nightmarish experience traveling with the instrument?
1: Um I think well it would be let me think is it thing E or there was once that I have to um transit. Mm. Yeah. Actually normally I would ensure that my instrument is super well packed already so that yeah. there won't be anything that happened but um maybe like during transits I would be afraid lah. yeah and mm. also I think maybe because Kucheng it's very very heavy <laughs> mm-hmm. and then they don't have like last time it doesn't um have the case that has trolley uh the, the rollers you know Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so you have to carry. You really need guys there. Okay. Yeah, but I mean to help carry lah. But if not other than that, so far still okay. Because some of the performances that um we went for overseas um usually those um Asia countries we if they have guzheng there, we will borrow from them.
0: Mmm. Yeah, so yeah, can, that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, lessen the 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 possibility of breaking one kucheng. La. <laughs> mm. Yeah.
0: But in, in ideal situation, would you like to bring your own or would you just you don't mind playing on another instrument?
1: If I have a solo, I would request to bring my own. If I cannot bring my own, I would request the parties over there to make sure like I have certain model of this guzheng.
0: Ah, okay. So as similar to yours as possible. Yeah, correct. Mm. Nice. Because uh, this sort of airport troubles for musicians is the worst. I I think it's the most stressful part of traveling.
2: Mm, yeah.
0: So uh, I had an experience I was traveling with uh, the Philharmonic Winds to Hong Kong. Mm Mm-hmm. So usually living Singapore is like a dream. So no problems at all. They are always very nice, <laughs> yes. you know, in right. Singapore. To an extent that you don't even know what's coming to you on the return leg of the journey, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, we all bought our instruments on. So, um I got my euphonium on and in order for me to bring my euphonium onto the plane, I had to bring a, a soft case. Okay. Which yeah, which means it's like like the bag that you see me carry most of the time yeah. with my instrument. Um so, um, everything was okay. We reached there. And then on the return leg, all of a sudden, when we were checking in, the the front desk people said, oh, you can't bring all these instruments on board. Oh, no. So, the entire band, I would say like 75% of us had our instruments with us. Okay. There was no way we could check it in. If we check it in, it will come out and it will be thousands of dollars worth of uh, repair work. Yeah. You know, we'll be completely like flattened or something. Mm. So, uh, we ended up being at a stalemate. So, front desk people didn't want to let us through. The management from the group didn't want to let us check in the instrument. The musicians didn't want to check in the instruments. Mm. So, we were just waiting there. And before we you know it, it was like five minutes until the gate is closing. Oh, and we were still stuck outside.
1: Oh my god, okay.
0: Yeah. So, the whole situation got, like, super tensed. Mm. For once, I see the the then-band uh, president mm. screaming at the top of his voice to the front desk person uh-huh. in the middle of the airport. Wow. So, it's, like, super dramatic. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, what's going on? But uh, then they they held the plane uh, for us and then we all got this kind of express queue, super quick... Um, security checks and all that kind of stuff and we got onto the plane and then we all came back with our instruments in the plane.
1: Nice. Yeah. Actually, what's their logic? I really don't understand, you know.
0: So I think the, the concern with the airlines is always that there's not enough room, cabin room. Okay. Yeah. So the the storage, uh, they're they afraid that we like hog up all mm. the storage spaces. Yep. But then when you bought the plane, there's actually no problem.
1: Yeah, correct.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I think airlines just don't like the idea that you are breaking their system. So you look at the size of the euphonium and the standard size of the carry-on. Obviously, the standard size of the carry-on is much smaller. Yeah. So the, the, the instrument actually doesn't fit into that size.
1: Ah, uh, okay, okay.
0: So if maybe they think that oh, if I let this person through, maybe then a lot of people will think that they can do that. So let's not make them do that. I have no idea why they <laughs> make things so complicated and difficult. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. so I just find that super annoying. Um, Yeah, but most of the time it's been okay. Thank goodness for that.
1: Luckily, I didn't have this. I don't have this problem. But I hmm. always see, like, my, my colleagues struggling with their erhu.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, you know... Ex- it you can bring it up, but like there are just like stuff that refuses to let you bring up.
0: Mm, and then you like, "Oh, what's this? Oh, oh, this music. Oh, music instrument has to go like here, here. Ah, and, yeah, exactly. it's too big. Yeah, they they have all sorts of excuses. Ah. And think about it. There's a erhu, uh, right? Yeah. The size of that. Then you compare to like a euphonium.
2: Mm, exactly. Or
0: a trombone or something that is like a little bit. Stranger or larger in size, yeah. Even more reason they'll tell you that, ah, you yeah. know, this one actually you have to, you you can't bring here,
2: mm.
0: yeah. But luckily, I get my way with it most of the time. Yeah. That that was once actually um my first summer break
2: mm-hmm.
0: when I was starting in Manchester on my return flight. Mm. So uh, I I checked in my suitcase and all that kind of stuff,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and. This person just told me, oh, you have to put your, pointing to my instrument, you have to put this through baggage inspection. Okay. So, me taking baggage inspection, literally, uh. as an ins- inspection, I thought they were just going to scan my bag and then I'll be able to go through security.
2: Uh-huh.
0: But turns out baggage inspection is something uh, for you to put through your oversized luggage. Oh, No. Yeah, so this was my soft case. So, like, I put the bag through and then I was just standing there waiting to get my instrument back, right? Uh-huh. And then the the guy at the desk just told me, oh, yeah, you're done. Yeah, you can proceed.
2: Oh, my God. And I'm God. like, oh. Uh,
0: then I just said, oh, do I get my bag on the other end? They uh-huh. said, oh, no, uh, your bag has gone down the hole. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You, you can't put my instrument down the hole. Like, it will be damaged and stuff yeah. like that.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Then uh, I tried to retrieve it. Then, uh, the the people from the staff from the airline came, and then they just told me, okay, look, we can try to retrieve it for you. We don't know how long it's gonna take. You might miss your flight. Mm. For you know, you might have to wait to extend that you miss your flight. Yeah. Uh. So, um, I would say you bought on the flight, and then you just um collect oh, your bag. bag in Singapore. What? Yeah. Then I was like, I was stuck there, and then I'm like. What do I do? Mm. Do I... To me, I was like, I'm afraid that the instrument is already damaged at this point.
2: Yeah. So
0: what will happen is I'll miss my flight. I'll buy a new flight. I would then... I would have to then send my instrument for repair. Mm. So I thought like, okay, forget it. Since it might already been damaged, Mm. I'll just fly back to to Singapore and see what happens at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was like, throughout this flight, there was many, my mind went through, like, went through many different stages <laughs> from, like, super worried, right, of the instrument to, like, before I touched down, I was, like, give up ready. I'm, like, yeah, whatever, it's probably damaged. So, yeah, it's going to be okay. And fair enough, when it came out, the bell was crushed, oh, the, the instrument wasn't working.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, so then I have to spend some money, send it back to the factory for it to be kind of restored and stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, so just remember, baggage inspection is not really an inspection. It is a check-in for your odd luggage. <laughs> Do not put your instrument into... Don't be like me, yeah? Do not put the instrument into uh, the hole.
1: Oh my... Wow. <laughs> yeah. Very sad.
0: Indeed, yeah. Probably the, the last thing mm. that like i like to talk to you about, yep. which is this evolution... Mm -hmm. of the Chinese orchestra and ensemble over the last few years. Okay. From what I observe, what I see is over the last few years, all of a sudden, there's a lot more groups, especially chamber groups Mm. or groups of like very specific instrumentation Mm -hmm. coming out and it is no longer like just Chinese orchestras now. There's so many different chamber ensembles doing different genres of work. Mm. What is your take on this development? And do you think that at this point in time, as compared to the last few years, there is a higher appreciation of Chinese music in Singapore?
1: Mm, well, I would say um, partly, okay, maybe because like since last time we have been playing in Chinese orchestras, the the, the the compositions and all it's getting harder and harder. And mm. I guess partly it's also because of um um MOE.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. Okay, first thing yeah. I would say like um because okay, like for example Think Me Music Company is a chamber music ensemble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we did that was because um there are so many orchestras outside already. Why should we go and do another Chinese orchestra? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, if we already have one Singapore Chinese orchestra, why should we compete with them? And at that point of time, I guess that was the start of um uh having more chamber on ZOMs um in China. So um from there, because we have a few um um, musicians or like colleagues that um studied in China. Yeah. Mm. So um we we got to know more about chamber and Zoms and everything and slowly this became something new for both China and for us. And mm. and also um partly also due to the number of people we have lah. Yeah and same goes for other um, chamber ensembles too. Like, we all didn't want to have an orchestra because it's like it's just another orchestra. We wanted something new. So, which is then why there are more chamber ensembles coming up. And also, uh, for MOE-wise, like we have our bi N O S Y F. SYF. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So um because there are a lot of Chinese orchestras that cannot sustain in schools and they have to close down. Yeah.
0: Oh really? Is it like a trend?
1: Uh I would say so. Like okay. in the recent years more and more Chinese orchestras in schools are closing down. Partly due mm. to um insufficient budget. Mm. Like like I always thought like there's this thing about band and Chinese orchestra, like like, Ben you have very few instructors, right?
0: Yeah, yes. Yeah. Or to, to a certain extent, sometimes no. like, just a conductor and an assistant, exactly. maybe. Exactly.
1: Like, from what I saw in Chongqing was that it's always seniors teaching the juniors. Mm. Yeah, but for Chinese orchestra wise I mean, we are fortunate. And also because we have so many different sections that we need different instructors hence there's a very um high budget for chinese orchestra which a lot of schools have difficulties coping and i see yeah which is why a lot of schools are closing down for their chinese orchestra and in terms changing it to um guzheng ensemble or even like small chamber ensemble groups percussion groups etc mm. and i think because of that moe also came up with the the competition um uh that which there's an orchestra category and then an on some category
0: yeah the, the arts presentation huh yeah arts present yeah
1: uh, yeah, arts presentation. <laughs> 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 yeah that's why yeah well mm. even this besides that um we our our biannual um competition national chinese music competition um, last time used to have orchestras, but also because like more and more orchestras, as in the number of orchestras participating is reducing, hence they opened mm. up a section for ensembles. It's where Ding Yi got first at a point of time.
0: Mm. Yeah. And okay, so uh, your this definition of ensemble or mm. uh, ensemble, right? Yeah. So is it say, for example, could it be similar instruments? or it has to be like Ding which has a variety of instruments? Is there a limit to that? Or no. any sort of smaller group is called an ensemble?
1: Uh, I would say any numbers lower than maybe... Uh, Okay, different interpretation. Wait, no. Different MOE, one, it's like quite a lot, right, for an ensemble?
2: Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: But um, for us, in terms of chamber ensemble, um, we would say even trio, quartet, and as big as dingi with eighteen people, it's also an ensemble. Even mm. for uh, same same instruments ensemble is also considered a chamber ensemble. But I would I would say maybe because like there are more and more students graduating from music uh Nafa as professionals and because we, I mean, of course there are capable ones that can get into Singapore Chinese Orchestra, um, other than that, um, the rest can only teach private students, can only teach schools and which is why I think uh, more and more musicians want to come up with their own ensembles, yeah, to play something that they like, yeah.
0: Like a source of creative output, right? Yeah. for for themselves. Yep. And you you also kind of mentioned how, uh, you played solo for many years mm. before officially joining a Chinese orchestra, which was in secondary school and at the uh at Singapore National Chinese Youth Orchestra.
2: Mm.
0: So, uh, or Youth Chinese Orchestra. Sorry, do you have to adjust your playing, or do you pretty much do the same thing? Um,
1: for coaching wise. Um, I would say it's different from Chinese orchestra and chamber ensembles. Um, reason being, <clears throat> in Chinese orchestra, firstly, we don't have many parts for guzheng, and those parts that we are playing, besides the um glissando <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> for for effects, yeah, the yeah. rest of the parts is either a solo or it's doubled up by other instruments. Yeah, I see. The, um, how do I say the, the the role in of a guzheng musician in Chinese orchestra is very different from chamber. Whereas for chamber, even not just guzheng, any other instruments, to me, I would find that um, each musician musicians need to have their need to feature themselves in a chamber ensemble. Mm. Like you have to treat it as playing a solo, but it's just everyone comes together to play together. And
0: yeah, your voice really matters yeah, inside the group, right?
1: Correct. Like, it's mm. not somewhere where, whereby you can hide yourself inside. There are always parts where you are actually quite distinct, um, distinctive and can be heard. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's um, actually a very big difference for CEO, uh, Chinese Accenture and chamber Song. And Chinese orchestra, I mean, you have a conductor conducting in front. Yeah. You just follow the conductor. But for chamber ensemble, to me, I feel it's more of our own ensemble shape. Like sometimes we do not have a conductor standing in front. We actually mostly have to um, rely on our chemistry to blend.
0: Yeah. The way you communicate with each of the musicians. Yeah. During the performance and during the rehearsals, right? Yeah. Which which is also the case for most guzheng ensembles that you teach, that there's not actually, like you don't conduct. Yeah. You teach them how to play, and then during the performance, they'll have to, they have a leader, and then the leader will lead the whole performance. Is that how it works?
1: For me, la, yeah, I do that. Because I I don't believe in having a conductor for guzheng ensemble I feel like it's a bit pointless to me, because basically guzheng ensemble by right, although there are so many people, there are only three or four parts. Sometimes it's mm. only just two parts. So why do you need a a conductor in front to conduct just three parts? Yeah. So I would usually train my students to um take up the leadership and lead.
0: Fair enough. Mm. Like like you said just now, you just say that the role of the guzheng in most uh. Chinese orchestra repertoire. Mm. Your role is largely based around doing glisses and doubling up another instrument.
1: Uh for me la, last time I would say. Okay. So. But then, of course, things have changed nowadays, and um, more and more composers understand how to write for guzheng. Mm. Yeah. So um, compositions are actually getting harder for guzheng players. I would say we have more things to do now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that's good. I think knowing and having composers that know how to write for the instruments is so important.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Once you have some people that knows how to write for the instruments, then in the future, other younger composers can sort of emulate their kind of writing style. Yeah. Okay. Then developing their own kind of writing style to write for the instrument anyway.
2: Mm, yeah.
0: So yeah, that's great. Thank you for shedding some of the light. Mm. with uh, what is going on around the Chinese music scene in Singapore.
2: Mm.
0: I think for me, looking at how the Chinese music scene has grown over the last 10-15 years, I think there's a lot of um, things that uh, Western music groups can emulate and look up to and structure our organisations based on that.
1: Mm. We also have a lot to learn from Western side. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but it's it's so nice to see this recognition mm. of the Chinese music because suddenly I don't remember when I first started studying Nafa uh, that Chinese music or Chinese ensembles mm. were so busy doing so many things.
1: Oh yeah, true.
0: And I think this is a good time to wrap things up. Mm. Thank you so much, Yvonne, for this very lovely session.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I hope you enjoyed uh, coming on to the show. Yes, I do. And like we have spoken, uh, at the start of the show, Yvonne is very active on her various social media platforms. So you can find her on Facebook with the handle at YvonneTayGooZheng and on Instagram, which is YvonneTay.GooZheng. So I also provide the link of uh, these two pages on the show description. And you can go on there, like, follow, and await for many wonderful content and lend her your support. (laughs) Thank you. So uh, thank you once again Yvonne and we will sign off on this episode of You Play A What. You have been listening to You Play A What hosted by Vincent Tan. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button so that you'll be notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and review the podcast and share it with your friends if you feel so inclined. The theme music for the podcast is entitled Midnight Affairs and is composed by Algirdas Matonis and recorded by Vincent Tan. Thank you so much for listening to You Play or What? Until next time.